Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you again for joining Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm your host, Brian Ferguson. My guest today is the son of the legendary commentator known as the Dean, Gordon Soley. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Gennard Soley. Gennard, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to finally get on your show. Yes. I know we to hook up for a while, but, uh, you know, we finally made it. Yeah, things happen, life happens. You know, we were just talking a little bit. Uh, I was just admiring how much you look like your father. Um, I haven't, you know, this is the first time we've had, you know, video and in person, or not in person, but seeing you other than pictures. And uh, gosh, I was just amazed at the resemblance. So definitely your father's child. So all right, sir, if we could, Jannar, let's talk a little bit, if we could. Uh, growing up, obviously, you were born into this business. Uh, talk about uh, growing up in it, if you would, uh, like sure. interactions with other wrestlers, things like that. Well, when I was born, because first let's go with my dad on something. When my okay. dad was born, his real name was uh, Francis Jannard Labiak. Okay. Then when his parents got divorced, his stepfather renamed my dad because he adopted him, and he named him Gennard Pierre Showbloom. Okay. And then uh, when he came down to Florida and everything and he got into wrestling, uh, he that's when he changed his name because back in the 50s, um, if you said that name, you know nobody would be able to pronounce it or, or even spell it. You know, so what he... He did was he took his mother's maiden name, another maiden name in the family, and he combined them together. And that's wow. how he came with Gordon T. Soley. Okay. And then my parents uh, got divorced when, when I was little. Mm-hmm. So uh, from second grade on up to high school, I lived up in Illinois. Okay. I lived in Illinois with my mom and my stepfather. Um, so I didn't have a lot of contact with my dad and, um, and I'm, my wife always says I'm kind of unfiltered. Uh, I just say what's on my mind. Um, so, but my stepdad was such a cool dude, you know, um, that I didn't really, and I also didn't really understand divorce, you know, being in second grade, um, so I didn't really have any contact with my dad until uh, I'd probably say it was in the late early sixties. Okay. Yeah, probably sixty-five, sixty-six, um, or maybe sixty-four. I don't remember the exact year. Uh, okay. We came down to Florida on vacation, and um, my dad wanted uh, to meet with us, and uh, it was an hour-long meet. Um, my mom was very protective, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we met at a restaurant, we sat and we talked and, and that was it. Um, yeah. So it's, 
in one aspect as a child, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really grasp everything again. You know, yeah. not as today's kids when they're divorced and everything. But I do remember when I was little living with my dad, I remember Don Curtis coming over, uh, Eddie Graham um, and Dottie Curtis. And of course, they gave me a cowboy, plastic cow, I mean, plastic horse and a cowboy. And I kept that for years <laughs> and years. Um, so <clears throat> we didn't really grow up around a lot of wrestling. Because dad okay. got into it in 1959. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved in 19, my mom remarried in 1961. Okay. So it was two years. Um, my mom kept us pretty much away from the wrestling scene. Gotcha. Uh, and then, plus my grandmother hated my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, All right. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it was... The, my senior year in high school, I came down uh, to have Christmas in Florida with my dad. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met, really met my dad. I got to right. sit and talk with him. I was older, so now I could ask the questions. Yeah. Uh, met my stepmother, super nice lady. Um, mm-hmm. So I, in one aspect, I have to say I was very blessed to have two great step parents. Yeah. Uh, because my dad was my biological father and my stepdad was my environmental father. Right. You know, um, so I learned a lot from, they both had diff- different styles. So I had a lot, you know, that I learned from them all. Uh, my stepmother, Smokey, her real name was Eileen. Um, okay. She, she was an artist. Okay. Uh, and uh, she taught me a lot about the arts and decorating and stuff like that. Um, so I really appreciated her a lot. Um, yeah. I got, I actually got up and spoke at her at her funeral. Um, okay. and then from there, my dad had adopted her children. Her fa- her husband had passed away, so he adopted them. And so now I had three new brothers and sisters that I had never met before. Um, oh, wow. it would have been nicer if, I had kind of met them when I was a teenager and stuff, you know, like if I'd gone down there for summer vacation breaks or stuff, but that didn't happen. So, um, you know, I said brother Eric and a brother Greg, and then a sister Danny. Um, and from my dad's, my dad, my mom, we, I had my sister Pam. Um, so we were all kind of the same age. Eric and I were actually five days apart. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, Greg and Pam were the same age. And Danny was the same age as my stepsister from my stepdad. You know, okay. uh, and she works she works in Washington. She actually worked in the um, in the um, state capitol. Um, and then her daughters actually worked for uh, uh, President Obama in the White House. Oh, OK. Wow. And so uh, they've got to know, you know, everything going on there. So I'm really proud of her, what she's done. In her yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, so my dad got when he came after my parents got married. Um, well, let's put it this way. When my dad got out of high school, he went into the service mm-hmm. and we went into the um, military. He went into the, uh, was the Navy. No, no, it wasn't the Navy. It was the Army. I'm sorry. Um, I got boats on my mind. Um, he, he, um, did radio. So that's where he started getting his radio expertise down, you know, becoming better and better at being on the, on the microphone. Mm -hmm. Um, then when he got out of service, he came down to Florida or no, he came to Arkansas. He met my mom. They got married actually him and another couple. They both got married at the same time. Oh, Um, wow. And they had not really known each other for that long of a time. You know? So it was like, okay. You know, like today, those TV shows, you meet somebody, we're getting married. You know? Yeah, yeah. So then he moved to Florida, and, uh, and my mom moved to Florida, and they uh, he worked radio, uh, but he also sold cars uh, at Bud Shirk Auto Sales. And... Uh, I remember that because they had a playground in the dealership. You know, it was a used car lot. They had a playground. 
swings, wow. slides, and everything for kids. So that way parents can bring the kids with them when they're looking for a car and let them play in the playground while they're looking at cars. Yeah, yeah smart, smart guy. Smart, yeah. And um, so dad did that for a while. And um, then, of course, we got the, you know, got divorced. So, um, but now this is from what my dad has told me um, of what he did next is he um, went and worked for PBS for free. Okay. So he behind the cameras, he did everything that he could do to learn the industry. And, you know, he wow. just volunteered his time, you know, yeah. and had the radio shows going. Um and then eventually, you know, he had his own radio show and he there was in Tampa, there was no sports except for High Lie. And then all of a sudden wrestling showed up. You know, Cowboy Luttrell yeah. came down and bought wrestling. So um, they started doing the TV shows at Channel 13 News. Okay. So what he did was he hadn't met Cowboy, but he started inviting the wrestlers onto his radio show. To talk about wrestling, yeah, yeah, and and there was also stock car racing. He he did stock car announcing too. He did it at yeah. the same uh, speedway, and then he did it at Golden Gate Speedway. Um, and if you thought he was good in, in announcing wrestling, you should have heard him announcing stock car racing. Oh yeah, awesome. I can imagine. He was awesome. Yeah, and um, so at that point, let's see. Cowboy Luttrell finally had heard heard him on the radio, and he was starting the show up. And it first had um, uh, Salty Salt Sam, who was okay. a uh, fisherman guy guy that did the news. And then he had Milt Spencer come on. I uh, didn't like him. Then he hired my dad, and dad was doing the um, um, induction. I mean, the announcing at the ring. He was getting paid five dollars a night. You know, um, so. Uh, back then, that probably bought you a whole complete steak dinner. Yeah, um, yeah. But he, so he did that, and then all of a sudden, when he, on the TV, he decided to try Gordon. And um, so, uh, Dad got hold of a the the body, you know, the map of a bike. Forgot what you call it, uh, but he started studying all the muscles in the body. Okay. So that when somebody would pull something. You know, he would know exactly what to talk about. Wow. You know? Okay. He was educating himself before he even got onto the microphone, you know, wow. to announce wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and he got wrestlers, he got Coach John Heath to work with him and uh, get him in wrestling moves and everything uh, so he could actually feel the pain. Oh, wow. You know, he was describing it. You know, he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, um, then from there, when he first started, he asked Cowboy, he says, how do you want me to handle this? And Cowboy just looked at him and says, like, your job depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dad was like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's when he went out. And he, he brought the legitimacy to wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he the way he described everything, you were kept on your edge of your seat because you just didn't mm-hmm. know what else was going to happen. Yeah. You know, so that's really how he got started into it. But along with doing that, he was still doing the news. And I think it was WQYK in Tampa, which was just okay. down the street from the um, Sportatorium. So he just, and all he did was the news. He'd go in there at the, at, one o'clock, 12 o'clock, two o'clock, and do the news. You know, five minutes, he was done on it. Um, you know, I used to, I hung around with him a couple of days and drove around with him. So it was kind of cool, you know, as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never knew he was a star or famous or okay. anything. Up. You know, all I knew is he announced wrestling. Um, Mom never, we never watched wrestling on TV up in Illinois. Um, okay. Even when we went up to Chicago, mom didn't even tell us, you know, that he was, you know, but that was my dad. He never sent cards or anything like that on our birthdays. I asked him once why he didn't. He said, well, you never sent me anything. I said, maybe I didn't. I said, but I know I signed the card. Mom sent it in the mail. 
<laughs> you know? uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, but that's that's cool. He said, but then he told me, he said, well, I didn't want to intercede in with what your stepfather was teaching you. And I was like, that's fine. I can accept that. You know, because yeah. you don't want to be torn between two people. You know, this person telling mm -hmm. you this, this person telling you that. Um, so when we went out to lunch, it was just amazing. All these people that would, when we were walking down the street in downtown Tampa, would come up and say, hey, Gordon, how you doing? Hey, Gordon. You know, I was like, geez. <laughs> yeah. And then we sat down in the Redwood room and uh, the waiter came out and said, Gordon, how you doing today? And it's like everybody knew him. People came over and, hey, Gordon, can I get your autograph? Dad never yeah. once took it away from giving an autograph. Yeah. Wow. I even asked him, I said, does that bother you? He's like, no, it doesn't bother me. He says, they pay my salary. Yeah, you know, that's that's true. Says, Without <laughs> them, I'm not, I'm, I don't get paid. You yeah. Know? Um, and he never charged anybody for an autograph. Not like in today's life. Yeah, today, yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. You know, nowadays you gotta you gotta pay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, yeah. But he he um, he enjoyed it, and then he also did the stock car racing on uh, Friday and Saturday nights at Golden Gate Speedway, and uh, yeah, it was kind of funny because we lived out in the country, and uh, we were coming back one night from the speedway, and I said, "Well, how do you know where to turn?" He said. He says, I'm turning right up here. He says, you see those three reflectors on the telephone pole? So I put those up there. So that way I know that <laughs> that's the that's turn. <laughs> you know? uh, so it was kind of funny, you know, that he yeah, was always yeah. for himself because yeah. it was like, just in case I had one too many drinks, I still knew where to turn. <laughs> I <don't> turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. But he did a lot of charity work. Yeah, you know, okay. uh, he did the um, PBS auction every year for, I would have to say, maybe 10 or 15 years. He did that. Um, wow. That's how we ended up with our monkey. Uh, we had a woolly monkey that uh, in the daytime was chained to the trees outside. And at nighttime, oh, okay. you'd him, and you'd unclip him and he'd run to the door, open the door, go in the house, jump in his cage, and you know, because he knew dinner would be there. Ah, Okay. Yeah. Wow. We lived on, we lived on the lake, Lake Keystone, and of course the road going into Lake Keystone was solely road. Yeah, you know, since he oh, yeah. knew the county commissioners, <laughs> so <laughs> they named it after him. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then we had a, a blue and gold McCall outside. Yeah. You know, okay. And he also had five poodles. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Dog guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Poodles. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so he, um, you know, it was a nice house, a big A-frame house. Uh, yeah. The upstairs was a huge dormitory. Yeah. You know, we had uh, 1.4 beds up there. Yeah. You know, so the kids, when they all came over, that's where they all slept. Where they all slept. Okay. Wow. And my grandfather lived downstairs. Uh, he, he added on a section to the house for him. And then, uh, you know, so we were all there. It was a nice family atmosphere, especially at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. yeah a huge fireplace uh, that I oh, thought yeah. was absolutely wow. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But, so um, on that aspect, then he also owned a, a gas station downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it was called Pitstop. And um, during the um, oil crisis with uh, Iran, when uh, mm. you know we were hurting for oil and gas. Uh, the wrestlers always had gas, you know, so they had to make their trip down to Miami, you know, because back then it was even or odd numbers. You know, okay. one day even numbers could get gas, the next day odd numbers could odd. get gas. You know, but the wrestlers, even if they had the wrong number, they could still get gas. So you just had them, they came into one of the other pumps was as noticeable, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Uh, we had that for years, and then he also had an auto parts store. Uh, okay. You know, but unfortunately, his bookkeeper thought she was uh, part owner. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah. So I got the job of closing that down and packing up all the inventory and uh, shipping it out. Oh, um, man. 
So that that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it it taught me a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Um, how about your interaction? You know, your your dad is so well known. Uh, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, people that started out in the business in the 60s and 70s are kind of lost in the shuffle today. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about a lot of it, uh, but your dad uh, has not. You know, he is so well uh, remembered. You say Gordon Soley, uh, they're going to know who that yeah. was. And my next question is, when you were around your dad, you talked a little bit about being around some wrestlers, but later on when you were a young a young man in your uh, maybe your 20s or early 30s, uh, what was it like then? Like when you were, uh, I guess. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Around your dad, if he was at a, at a taping or if you ever went to an event with him, like maybe, a, 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 I don't know if you were at Starcade or, or or any of those type of events, what, what was that like? I guess for you being his son and being interacted with those guys, I know they're totally different when they're not in character. Can you kind of talk about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, interactions. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually uh, roomed with uh, Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I had gotten an apartment, uh, but they asked if I could get a two bedroom apartment. So that way when they were in town, they had a place to stay instead of, you know, renting a hotel. Okay. Now, a lot of the guys that came in town, especially Jack, since he was world champion, he would come in, you know, do a match and leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, come in for a few days and then leave. So I had Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Uh, and then um, I had another person, but I won't mention their name. Um, okay. Or a heel. Um, so I had two baby faces uh, and a heel. Uh, all right. But uh, it was always they were always courteous. Yeah. You know, um, to me, right. uh, and around my dad, oh, they, they were like, they were like jokers, you know? Yeah. Um, there was one time where I hadn't met Jack or Jerry yet. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was at the house and, uh, dad called the house and he said, you know, yeah, smoke. He said, put your heart on. And he said, Hey, I need you to come down here and get me. He said, I'm being held hostage at this bar. And uh, I can't even remember the name of the bar anymore, but uh, it was on Hillsborough Avenue and there was uh, water behind the back of it. So I said, okay. Uh, he said, what do you want me to do? He says, well, just come in and then uh, I'll motion for you to head to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, so I said, okay. And he says, and also when you pull in, pull in where, you know, back in. like okay well he was supposed to go to um this guy dick and it wasn't dick cheney but it was um not that dick cheney but it was another dick cheney that was running for mayor in tampa he was supposed to be at his event that night well jack and jerry (laughs) got him and took him to the bars and everything and they weren't letting him go because he didn't have his car (laughs) And uh, so I, I got in the bar and I sat across from them at the, you know, the other side of the bar and he motioned for me, you know, like this, you know, so, yeah. you know, standing up at the urinal uh, and uh, he comes in, he's standing and we're talking, he says, okay, what I want you to do is when you get done, pay your drink and go out to the car. And he said, then I'm going to follow you. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go out like I'm going to have a cigarette. And he said, then just have the car going and we're going to take off. I said, Okay. And uh, well, at that point, then Jerry walks into the bathroom, 
you know, I'm just sitting there now. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> And uh, so then I left, paid my dad, went out to the car, had it running. And all of a sudden, dad comes running out to the car, jumps in. (laughs) And Jerry comes out and he's sitting there going like, what is going on here? We drove home. (laughs) So that was my first experience of Jack and Jerry. Uh, Yeah. And the two of them were characters now um yeah and it's just uh you know shoot i've known them now since 1972 probably the two longest wow. i've known uh yeah except for you know i knew eddie way before but uh it was kind of neat uh, yeah but as to respect they always gave him the respect when he was you know working uh right. and always they always talked of deep respect for him because you know he worked with the guys on the microphone, you know, getting them feel comfortable about mm-hmm. the, you know the interviews and everything. Um, yeah, you know, and I think why he has stayed so popular is, but whereas a lot of the guys today will sit there and talk about everything else under the sun that's mm-hmm. going on, and what's going on in the match. Yes. You know? And I had, when I sold insurance, I had this customer that was blind and uh, I was talking to him and he one day he told me, he says, man, he says, I just love watching your dad on Saturday nights. I just kind of like looked at him. <laughs> he says, no, he says, I, and I even said, but you're blind. <laughs> no, he said, yeah. the way your dad described what was going on in that match, I knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. Wow. Now yeah. that tells a lot. Yeah. About somebody. Yeah. Now, yes, it and does. That's, that's the way he always was. And I think that yeah. might be one reason why he never went to work for Vince McMahon. You know, because Vince did ask him to come there. I was going to ask you that question. You know, he stayed mainly, you know, NWA, you know, Mid Atlantic, uh, Tampa. He was an NWA mainstayer, and that was going to be my question. Why he didn't go work for Vince? He pulled everybody else. Yeah. So that was part of his reason. Is there any other just didn't care for the format? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I really do believe. He just said, he was like, no, I'm not going to have somebody somebody telling me what to say in my ear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to describe what's going on in the match. And Vince would want to say, you know, people to have stuff in their ears or read a script. Um, mm-hmm. That was one thing that uh, Gene Okerlund told him. He says, I don't know how you do it. He says, Gordon, I, I, they write scripts for me. Yeah. You know, and that's how he yeah. did his announcing from scripts. My dad didn't. It was yeah. all just right, you know, free flow. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's a lost art of today's. One of them is the announcing. You know, they talk about, like you said, they might talk a little bit about the match for a minute, and then they talk about something totally irrelevant mm-hmm. to the to the focus of the match. And uh, your dad, honestly, was probably one of the last ones uh, to actually be able to describe. I mean, during the seventies and or sixties, seventies, even part of the early eighties. Most commentators talked about the match. They might describe the person in the match. You know, he went to whatever university and was this, was all, was, was this and that. But for the most part, they would describe the match, Hey, arm drag, you know, this hurts. This is why blah, blah. And and you're right. I mean, it's just kind of a lost art in in your, uh, you know, your dad. I, I mean, I'm sure he was offered a lot of money to go there i'm assuming because a lot of those guys left for the money you know yeah they they left for the money and and, you know your dad i I give him all the credit in the world he stuck to his his uh guns said you know i i'm assuming like i enjoy working down here and and uh yeah so kudos to him for that he he told Vince 
know, um, the reason why he wasn't uh, didn't wasn't going to go. He says, "I go home, I go home from the dance with the person I came to the dance with." Yeah, you know, um, and so he came to the dance with NWA, and that's who you mm-hmm. play with. Uh, now, granted, he did WCW. You know, yeah, but that was before when it was NWA. You know, right. Um, <clears throat> then he flew over and did Alabama. You mm-hmm. know, and he'd fly uh, back and do Tampa. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. on Saturday nights he would he would fly out at uh, Friday night. And uh, to Atlanta, and it was a routine. We our one dog Scruffy, um, which might have later renamed Sir Scruffy because of what I did. To <laughs> uh, but he um, would be waiting at the door on Friday nights to drive down to the airport with him. Wow! And on Saturday afternoon, late afternoon, he'd be at the door waiting again to get in the car with Smokey and drive down and pick up dad. Wow. Yeah. That dog became part of, you know, and that, that, that dog was a stray and everybody was saying, don't feed it. It'll go away. And it had been injured. And mm-hmm. uh, we caught dad feeding him out one door. My grandfather feeding him another door. My mom. Feeding him. <laughs> well, and why he named his name got to be Sir Scruffy is he was a poodle, but a uh, midsize. And maybe something else, but he had all the curly hair, black and gray. Yeah. Uh, he had to give him a haircut. You know? Yeah. So when I got home, when they got home, uh, my dad said, you can give me the clippers and you're never cutting a dog again. <laughs> I gave the dog a mohawk. I shaved oh. his gave him little Russian boots of fur <laughs> and his tail I shaved until the very end and I left fur. So my, oh. dad, my dad told everybody that came in the house, don't you even laugh at the dog. <laughs> you know? He says that he has a new name, Sir Scruffy. So um, I never cut another uh, dog. No. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't funny at the time, but for him, oh. but it was probably later. <laughs> Oh, we and I have a picture of my dad putting Mr. Wrestling uh, number one's uh, mask on him. There's <laughs> <laughs> a dog with a wrestler's mask on him. You know, um, but that yeah. was just a sense of humor in our family. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, and I had the opportunity to work with my dad for a while. Um, okay. Let's talk about that. Uh, Greg uh, was a director of uh, Florida show. Um, and then my cousin Guy was the actual Florida director, and then my brother Eric uh, took photos and then developed them and everything, and uh, would go to some of the uh, matches, uh, the arenas, and do um, the um, filming of it. Um, okay. I went down and painted the whole sportatorium. Um, Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, and then eventually, when after Championship Wrestling folded, and they tried uh, going with Florida Championship Wrestling, I was my dad's co-host and ring announcer. Okay, um, I didn't last long. I enjoyed the ring announcing, um, yeah. but at that point, I was already up in my age, and uh, I had started it when I was younger. I would have known everything, um, yeah. but I just didn't like. People try to compare me to my dad. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah. There's only Gordon Soley. Yeah. And I'm not going to uh, be the same person that that he is. So uh, I backed away. Um, Yeah. Remember, my dad told me wrestling wasn't real. You know, um, and we we were driving, (laughs) and he, um, I had picked him up at the airport. And he said, you know, son, I got to tell you, I said, uh, wrestling's not real. I said, I know that. He said, no, you did. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> Might have thought, but you didn't know. I said, Dad, I roomed with Jack and Jerry and a heel. Yeah. I said, I painted the sportatorium, so there was only one set of showers, one set of dressing rooms. <laughs> you know, so 
I know that the guys in the back were all together. You know, <laughs> I said, so yes, I knew, you know, and yeah. uh, he finally said, well, maybe you did. It's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just uh, fun uh, because yeah. the guys were allowed back then to even associate with each other. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other places, you know, promoters, I don't know what they did, but Eddie was really very sensitive about that. He wanted them yeah. to stay away. They couldn't live in the same apartment complexes, you know, but there was one one exception, and that was the, um, oh, the Imperial Room. It was a country western park, but it was big. Um, they the, After Tuesday night matches, that's where everybody went. Yeah, but again, they didn't associate with each other in the bar. The heels yeah. stayed heels area, baby faces stayed in the baby faces area. Um, so I mean, it was. But then after, when Vince decided to turn it into entertainment, you know, and everybody, yeah, took the mystique away. The kayfabe, yeah. I mean, I've heard others uh, promotions back in that era. They couldn't stay in the same hotels. They couldn't drive together. Uh, any of that. If they did, they got fined. Even if they were a superstar, fined or, 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 yeah. or suspended or whatever. They they were really like, we're keeping kayfabe. You guys do not associate with each other, period. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, a, you know, a lost art. It really is. Uh, even It's even worse now. I mean, on social media, yeah. You see things that you know where I'm I'm with so and so and they're supposed to be in a match together later that night, but they're out doing whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but it's a man soap opera. <laughs> yeah, I, I I gotta I gotta agree with you on that. It it is, uh, you know, sport of it. I mean, it's. It's still physical, don't get me wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. But the, I guess the, uh, you know, the competition, the, you know, the real hatred, like, you know, football, you know, the opposite teams, they actually, you know, they, oh, against each other. Yeah. Where, you know, I don't think a wrestling match now lasts in the major ones more than maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, and that's a maybe. Where they used to have our Broadways, uh, and your dad, and I don't know how they did it. I mean, your dad and those wrestlers, they and they just went in there. They they knew the outcome, right, of the he match. Did. Who's going to win? Well, he did, but I'm saying yeah. they did. But I'm saying yeah. that back then, all the Booker told them was, "Hey, this is how I want it to end. You got to figure it out from start." to the finish. Yeah. And now, like you said earlier, Jannard, that it's all, it's all scripted. It's all yeah. do this move at this point, this move at this point, the call, the, the guy on the mic says this and that it's a lost art. And, you know, I, I think some of the indies are starting to come back. I don't, you know, from what I've been to, I live in Springfield, Missouri. So right. I go to some indie shows around here. Uh, I'll tell you, it is, I, I like it because it's old school. You know, they, yeah. they're they not out two minutes before taking selfies with each other. Yeah. It's all, you know, and and I don't know if you watch it anymore. Do you watch the product or do you just kind of? Not much. No. 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 Um, I don't blame you. Uh, the WWE just doesn't interest me anymore. Um, yeah. And A... The other one, A A E L. I'm not A W. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, now. I did go to the um, one here in Florida. I mean, one here in North Carolina. It's the AML. Uh, okay. And they put on a damn good show. Okay. You know, you, um, and it. But I think where you the lost art is is in the interviewing. You don't see it anymore. Nope. You know, and so you don't have that. This guy's against this guy. Why? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, because this guy uh, kissed this guy's wife or, you know, patted her on the butt, you know, or he yeah. did something to him. So they don't, they don't tell that story. And that's where no. the commentator and um, is so important because the commentator tells the story. Yep. If you just went to a wrestling match and you ne- never saw it on TV, it can be boring. You know, yeah. Yeah. two guys getting out there. Uh, whoops, two guys getting out there wrestling. Okay, uh, but why are they? Is it you know what's going yeah. on? What's so the story? Yeah, story to tell. You know, yeah. and that's why they don't do the interviews anymore. They get the guys to get up there. Well, you need somebody to sit there and egg the guys on. You know, yeah. Well, well, that'll you know we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. You know, like my dad would do at times. Uh, yeah. especially Kevin Sullivan. Um, so you've lost that art there, you know, yeah. and um, there's some people now that, are, you know, especially the guy from AML, you know, he, they do live streaming and I don't yes. think it's, uh, he's doing a good job at that. I yeah. Think. Uh, I also um, think, you know, you talked about NWA a little bit ago. I don't know if you watched that now that's on, they have a weekly YouTube and they actually are going back to that. Uh, a format uh, yeah. where they 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 have the comment they have three a three person panel up there calling the match but then they have another guy that's there Kyle Davis is his name and he actually gets the wrestlers like they did like Gordon your dad used yeah. to do and talk to him hey what's going on why are you what's mm-hmm. going on here and then the other guy might come out and there might be some confrontation that's yeah the way it should be yeah. and you know short and to the point not 10 minutes out standing in a ring talking about yeah nothing they're actually like your dad used to do is why are you facing this guy and what's the story yeah nwa is actually bringing that back uh so yeah 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 go on if you go on youtube uh and i'll Put the link down at the bottom here in the description when this comes out. But uh, yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about if we could, Gennard. You know, your dad, legend, obviously, and you're a big supporter of him and what he's done. And we talked a little bit about your dad not being in some of these uh, or receiving some recognition that deservingly he does. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit and uh, what, well, what's 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 the process? What's the plan? Well, my first uh, action was with Jerry Briscoe. Okay. Um, I had all those plaques and everything at my dad's here, and I was like, I'm not going to make a shrine in my house of my father. You mm-hmm. know, um, I was like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, so I talked to Jerry about it, and Jerry said, you know, why don't you? loan it to the uh, Dan Gable Museum. You know, okay. And uh, I was like, yeah. I said, that sounds like a good idea. I said, and then if something happens to me, I can just leave it to them in my will. Um, okay. <clears throat> one piece I might take back and then give to my, my nephew. Uh, but the other stuff I'd leave at the will. I mean, leave it to mm-hmm. them. So I asked Jerry, I said, you know, but the problem I got, Jerry, is I see all these people up here, but I don't see my dad up here on your wall. Mm-hmm. I said, without a, an announcer, your sport can be boring. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. sat there and he, he, he looked at me and he says, you know what? You're right. He said, we don't have an award. I said, so maybe you should make an award of the Gordon Soley Award of Broadcasting Excellence. You know, of course, I yes. want to buy it by his head. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, He's decided we were going to do it. And so uh, the first award went out to Jim Ross. Um, And uh, I gave that to Jim this year. And I got to tell you, Jim is a very super nice person. Very humble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because Jim told me some stories that, you know, that when uh, championship wrestling from Florida closed and then uh, the, the other one just didn't take off. My dad was basically sitting at home, and he said, and and Jim told me, he says, I just couldn't see that. He said, so that's why I reached out to your dad and offered him the job up there. 
And uh, I thought that was just super nice. Jim was taking yeah. care of my dad because my yeah. dad helped him so much in his career. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was that was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So now there's the Gordon Soli Award at the Dan Gable Museum. Um, under Well, it's the George Targus, um, and I always mispronounce his last name, Luthez Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, but Gordon Soli Award that will be given out each year. Um, right. And they even asked me, do you want to do the, you know, the, the announcing? Of the yeah. Event? I was like, no. I said, Chad is doing an awesome job. And I said, I'm not going to take away from somebody else. You know, but okay. Chad come up and just say a couple words after yeah. he's done the announcement about who it is. And then I mm-hmm. hand the guy the plaque. Uh, okay. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I, I did get my, I did kind of stick my little nose in something else. All um, right, let's hear it. Last year I said, hey guys, I said, why don't you let me do some metal pictures of wrestlers? And I'm sure you've been in restaurants, you've seen photos that have been transferred onto metal. Yeah. So I did that. And I did it of all the Hall of Fame people that were being inducted that year. And then I did some of uh, Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Um, I did one of Jerry. Um, and Jerry had signed it, but he didn't know I was doing this. And he was in a headlock. Somebody had done one Jerry like this. <laughs> And then I did a special one for Jack and Jerry. And then I did yeah. a tumbler of Jack. And um, so they paid for him. Um, <clears throat> Troy Peterson did. And we uh, did a raffle. So we made it about another oh, wow. thousand for the, um, for the cool. music. Wow. And people were so, they were just like, man, this stuff's cool. Because yeah. you can't find it in the rounds. You know, no. I'm doing yeah. it. Um, and this year I'm going to do a lot more, uh, just okay. to surprise the fans. So, but my biggest, and so, oh, so then they asked me if I'd like to be on the board, you know, and, yeah. uh, Jerry said, Jerry told me, he says, because there's Troy Peterson, Chad Olson, Jerry Briscoe, uh, James Dean, I mean, James Beard. Um, then there's Gloria, and I can't, don't remember her last name. And then there's myself. And he uh-huh. said, well, you can't have Joy's position because he's the president. You know? <laughs> and I was like, Joyce, yeah. I don't want that position. <laughs> you know? yeah. I said, Just make me in charge of promotions. You know? <laughs> that yeah, I like. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing the promotions for him. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try to make this bigger and bigger each year. It happens uh-huh. early July. On the 20th till the 20, 20th, 23rd. Actually, 27th. Okay. So you get there for Thursday night. Um, we have a, a meet and greet, pizza, beer. Uh, and then we go over to the hotel, and everything's in walking distance. There's the museum. There's the convention center. And the hotel's right across from the convention center. So it's okay. very compact. What's nice about it is everybody is, it's not like we're out in Vegas where all of a sudden people are, you know, where'd the wrestlers go? They're all playing, they're gambling yeah. upstairs. And, you know, this is more of a personal relationship with people. Okay. Very quaint. You know, so then on Thursday night, we have a trivia night. You mm-hmm. know, so while the guy's asking trivia questions, I got him on one. And uh, I don't know what it was, and the guy says, oh, well. <laughs> it's like, just trying to make sure you do it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we gave away uh, some pictures that night, you know, metal pictures. You know, we yeah. did it all during the whole thing. So we're giving something back to the fans. Yeah. You know, yeah. Of, granted, they bought, the, they bought the tickets, but they're still getting something back. Instead of like at CAC, they give out a belt. And mm-hmm. those great, but man, if you have a picture of Jack Briscoe behind you, you know, that's on metal, that's shiny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like the, then the next night is Friday night. That's when we have the matches. But on Friday okay. day, we do an, um, um, brain, brain fart, um, round table discussion 
and I do the roundtable discussion. Uh, okay. We talk about uh, why they got it. Like last one was on Florida, Florida boys, you know, and the next one probably going to do is more of, uh, of tell us your funny stories. You know, yeah. Get each person to tell because they got some hilarious stories. Oh, yeah, and, I'm sure. <laughs> and I've done a couple to Jack, too. And yeah. uh, so we uh, we do that. And then there's other stuff that's going on that day. You know, so it's mm-hmm. a, a full day of activities. You don't have to worry about, oh, oh there's nothing to do. So I'm going to go gamble. You know, uh, you can <clears throat> go to the events. And then Friday night, there's the wrestling matches. You know, okay. so everybody pulls in for the wrestling matches. And uh, they, again, they have the wrestlers on the side uh, yeah. signing autographs and stuff. And then on sa- Saturday night is the dinner. Yeah. Okay. But then there's also some stuff going on Saturday day. I don't know what we're going to mm-hmm. be doing, this year, but, you know, be some other things that'll be going on. Yeah. Uh, but the dinner is really nice. Um, the food is great. We try to pick food or I'll have to say Troy's wife does a great job picking the food. So it's not all dry, but really great food. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's a very, everybody, the wrestlers are in the hotel. I mean, Trish Stratus was awesome last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he made the time and then she donated all the money that she made, you know, to the museum. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, a class act all the way, all the way through. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to, each year we're going to try to do, build it a little bigger, a little bigger. We had like 400 people last year. Okay. Um, Expense wise, it's cheaper than Vegas. You know, and I'm not saying people shouldn't go to Vegas, but you're right. going to spend, I mean, last time I went, I spent an extra 500 gambling. You know, yeah. So, you know, but, you know, it's just different. And and I won't go out to Vegas again. I won't go to, to another CAC until they, uh, induct my dad the cac okay. has not inducted my dad into the hall of fame he was an honorary back in 1996 but that was the same year my stepmother was dying yeah. you know so i don't think he even went out there for that one yeah, yeah. Um, but they've they've um they have an, an announcer's award but that's all it's called it's announcer's award well a lot of people strive to be like my dad yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And they're honored when people compare them and say, man, you're just like Gordon. Um, it just. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, Jim Ross was so honored and uh, I'm doing something special for Jim and he doesn't know about it yet. Um, All right. You know, and. Um, <clears throat> but he's just that kind of person. So, yeah, I would like to see the CAC name an award after my dad. Yeah, and it's all it's all that's been inducted has been Lance Russell and one other guy, and uh-huh. I've never heard of the guy. I listened to him once, and I was like, okay, you know, um, but that's the only two announcers they've ever put in there. Wow. Now, and uh, Brian Blair, I'm sorry, I'm disappointed in Brian Blair, you know, because he's the one that's quote quote the C uh, the CAC headpiece. And he's, yeah, he's never president. Yeah, he's never inducted my dad. So I'm going to hold something up. And if the okay. fans are listening, you know, um, take a few seconds, grab a piece of paper, or maybe you can put it on when you do the show. Yeah. But contact Brian Blair at brianblair.com and send him an email yep. saying, why not make Gordon Soli Award official and induct Gordon in the Hall of Fame? And yeah. you can do also the Cauliflower. I can't even read my own writing. Cauliflower, Cauliflower Alley Club, 1965. Yes. At Gmail. Yep, I got it. Yeah, we, we'll put it up. You know, um, I know Brian Blair. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know if he just hasn't thought about it or he just hasn't been approached about it i don't know uh but he will definitely put that down yeah he knows um because when jerry told him that uh we were doing one he was like oh i was gonna do one on gord well yes saying you're gonna do you were gonna you were going to do something and do something are two Mm -hmm. different 
Um, and that's yeah. my whole thing about it. And uh, Brian and I don't see eye to eye. Um, okay. But when we're together, um, it's personal. It's, you know, let me put it this way. If I have a problem with somebody and they're in the same room with me, mm -hmm. I don't talk about it. It's not a problem. Yeah. You know? Right. Outside yeah. might be different. But when I'm in a room, I'm not going to embarrass them. I'm not going to embarrass myself. It's all professional. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just needs to step up to the plate and do it because I see where sometimes he'll do one and one um, wrestler, and the next year he'll put him in another award for tag team wrestler. It's like, really? <laughs> you just awarded the guy. There's so many other people out there, you know, that yeah. need recognition. Um, and I know we're probably running short on time, but one other thing that I'm doing is okay, I have over 60 uh, 16 millimeter tapes. Okay. Some of them has my dad's voice on them because he did voiceovers because these are all done in the arenas. So okay. Nobody, nobody has seen these. Wow. Except for the people that actually went to those shows. And I'm in the process of digitizing them and putting them on CD. And wow. I should, I should have a lot of them out this year. It's taken a little bit of time because yeah. You know, 16 millimeter down. Um, okay. And I also have some of him stock car racing announcing. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, We're getting some nuggets here today. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting that done. And, um, you know, and then also the, uh, yeah. the Gordon Soli doll coming out. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. That the guys that did the, uh, and I forgot the name of the company, but the guys that did the, Latest Bruiser Brody and everything. Oh, Power uh, Town, Power Town Wrestling. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, the good because you know what? I ordered the first set and I'm waiting for them to come, so I'm excited. Uh, that's a nugget we didn't know that. See, I'm just, and I'm good friends with Greg Grania, so uh, Greg's good. That's guy. good to like know. Him. Yeah, he yeah. is a great guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's so good. Now the stuff you're digitizing is that going to be available on a website later this when it's finished or how's that going to be yeah. promoted? Yeah, I'll, I'll have it ready to where people can buy it on a website uh, or okay. take the um, Hall of Fame because I'll always be going to the Waterloo Hall of Fame. All right, or yeah, Every you know year. I was supposed to go this year, Gennard, but unfortunately, uh, my grandkids they live in Maryland, the state, and yeah, they're. they're Grandkids, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, thank you. I, they, I get that a lot, which is not a bad thing. Trust me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and, but they're going to be here at that time. So, unfortunately, I'm going to be able to attend this year. But I plan on going here in the future. So, uh, okay. yeah. But, uh, you know, I have wanted to go this year. I was planning on it, actually. And then uh, my daughter said, oh, we're going to be there. And I was like, okay. I, I'm not going to say, oh, I was going yeah. to a wrestling event. But, you know. Yeah. You want to you want your grandkids to like Yeah, it? yeah. I, only, I don't get to see them all the time. They used to live here in Missouri, so I saw them, like, every other weekend. Yeah. Now, I only see them twice a year. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's great news. I'm glad to hear that. So, folks, look for them, uh, that figure to come out. Uh, look for Gennard's, uh when he gets his uh, – uh, CD or CDs out and digitize his dad's uh, announcing. I mean, it sounds like a lot of stuff, and and the metal stuff sounds so awesome. I would love to have one of those. And when I get to Waterloo, hopefully, you know, we can I can get one. So yeah, that is that's great. You know, and thank you so much for coming on, Agent Art. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else before we? Um, I will say that I was going through some old wrestling magazines. Because I was, mm -hmm. you know, fully selling some of it off, uh, okay. and I did put a lot of my dad's trophies and plaques up on eBay, and you know, because I felt, why should I have them all? Let fans have them, you know? yeah. And fans went nuts with them, but I was amazed. There was two magazines that my dad was in, and okay. there was he must have been in like fifteen pages. Oh wow! With him, and they were talking about him. And everything. Yeah. No other announcer has ever accomplish that 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Now you said that. I yeah. You don't see announcers in the yeah magazines and back then, well, especially. I'd love to come back uh, after we get all the details of who's yeah. going to be in the Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm working yes, on trying getting a couple people on your show. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Have you ever talked to Bob Roop? No, I'd love to. Okay. Let me uh, let me talk with Bob and see what I can do and everything. All right. Well, well Chris's show is a great show too. You know. Yes, Chris. Yeah. Chris DiCarlo. Yeah, Chris DiCarlo. Yeah, he's got a great show. I promote his show on here. I, there, I have tape. You know, I put some uh, footage in there and stuff. So, great guy, uh, Gennard Soli, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, sir, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Learned a lot of insight today about yourself. Your dad, your family, and and I'm excited uh, when I get to Waterloo, you know, and, and we will we'll touch base again. Hopefully before Waterloo, we can start promoting some yep. more of the products and, and that show coming up in July. So, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, Mr. Denard Soli, sir, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Hey, I'm honored that you asked me to come on, um, you know, so that that you made my you made my day today. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page, where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil Apter has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, 
He's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Aptor, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. The rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.